Welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show. This is Steve. My name is Crypto Zoo. How are you guys doing? Uh, this episode, we're going to talk to our friend Greg Smith, the writer of the Junior Braves of the Apocalypse graphic novel series on Oni Press. It's a great comic about uh, a scout troop who goes on a camping trip and comes back and the zombie apocalypse has taken hold of the world. It's, it's a good book. I don't know. Have you read it? Um, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. No, but uh, I'm a pretty busy guy these days. and um, I need to, need to fit that in. It seems like every time I try to pick up a book or a comic, it's late in the day, and I end up falling asleep in said comic or book or whatever it is. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, it's, it's really good. Like I said, the apocalypse, and since uh, – that's the topic of the world right now with the whole COVID thing. How have you been keeping occupied besides family and work? And what are you doing to stay entertained, man? Oh man, I, I've been uh, kind of diving into the, the whole shutter rabbit hole and watching a lot of things in there. I watched this, um, this documentary all on eighties horror the other night that you actually suggested to me. And it was great, man. I didn't think I was going to stay awake to watch it. And I ended up watching the whole thing. I fell asleep for maybe five, 10 minutes towards the end, but I, I caught everything else and I really enjoyed it. It was a, a fun viewing. So I watched that. Um, I've been watching creep show, uh, watched all of that. It's sad that it's only six episodes cause it's really a tease and it makes me want more. I think um, on Creepshow, I think I read something that AMC was picking that up. And they were going to oh, continue it there. Really? I could, be, I could be mistaken. I have to look into that for sure. But that could be really cool because I think AMC puts out some pretty good pretty good uh, stuff. We like The Walking Dead and, and Into the Badlands. They had some like really gory stuff. So I could see them doing some horror on there. I'd that be okay with sense. that. I yeah, that'd be a good home for that show. But if, I mean, Shutter is perfect for it. But I think it deserves a wider audience. It does. Yeah, yeah, that show is great quality. I, I think, love it. Think uh, Greg Nicotero is doing a really good job with it. I definitely want to see more of it. And you mentioned that documentary. Uh, it's pretty good so far. I'm about an hour into it. I keep falling okay. asleep because I'm like kind of you know like an old fart. I'm, soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm like done. I'm like, I'm going to kick back and watch this four hour documentary. And I don't even get one hour into it. So it's it. But, uh, what, what, uh, I'm like, go ahead, man. I was going to say, I'm like that kind of when it comes to writing or, or, you know, reading a comic or whatever, same thing. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and, you know, knock this out. And an hour in, I'm, I either don't like what I came up with or I'm asleep. That's just part of getting old, man. You'll catch up. Yeah. Promise. Oh, yeah. Like, I got my birthday's coming up, and I'm turning fucking 41, and that's ancient. You remember being young and thinking about turning 40, and it's like you're an old man, and you got your walker, and you're over the yeah. hill. And some days I feel like that. But uh, right. what uh, what do you miss most about the world since the, all the lockdown and quarantine and all that stuff? I, I miss um, being able to have little gatherings, you know being able to go to conventions and um, being able to go to concerts and even the movie theater, it's expensive, but every now and then, you know, for the right movie, you got to put down some cash for it. You got to go. 
You know, Agreed. you hit the dollar store for the snacks before. I'm I'm not stupid. I'm not going to the lobby for their snacks and paying eleven dollars for a bucket of popcorn. Um, but I'll go to the dollar store before I I go to the theater. <laughs> yeah, I agree. One hundred on the theater. That's probably like the thing I missed the most. Like overpaying to hang out in a dark room with a bunch of strangers and eat overpriced junk food. But yep. there's something about that. It's like that's that's like what I don't know, man. It just has that like it's like an event more than just watching a movie. You know, you can watch a movie at home on TV, but you go out to the theater like friends or, or Well and and the the right movie can can almost seem like like the memories of going to that film can seem like like a concert in a way. Um like I I remember going to see all of the Jackass movies in the theater because everybody was laughing together, you're all crying and then you kind of miss half of the next segment because you're laughing from the last thing they did. Or Deadpool, you know, that was a memorable one in the theater. Cuz everybody was just loving it, man, and you know, there was so much fresh content in that one. Pardon the background commentary. <laughs> yeah. So it's an, an appearance by uh, Caleb's family. <laughs> welcome welcome to the show. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, good. he's good now yeah i think uh, i get what you're saying about about you know it feels like the, the the memories and the experience of it like i don't remember it might have been you actually that came and watched night of the living dead with me yep i did because i that was that's my all-time favorite horror movie and i grew up like obsessed with that movie and i'm still obsessed with that movie and i i watch it multiple times every year and as many times I watched it, I've never seen it on the big screen. So when they they did when they released that a couple of years ago, when they did a, a remaster of it, which came out beautifully, I had to make sure to see it. To me, it was like breathtaking. It was it was my movie. Like I have more memories of watching that movie than I do of like all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, it was good, but um. It was very memorable. It was a good time. It was cool that they had the little, um, you know, kind of behind-the-scenes segment before the movie, you know, with George Romero and, and certain cast members talking about it and the experience of making it all. That was fun. Yeah, definitely. Was that your first time seeing the movie? Oh, definitely not. No. No, no. no. Oh, no. I've seen that plenty of times before. First time watching it in a big screen like that, you know. Yeah, that's something I'd be waiting for. But, um, of course... Night of Living Dead is kind of a influence on our guest Greg Smith's comic. Well, isn't that a good tie-in? That's a good tie-in, though. And I think I hear like a zombie in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, why don't we just get to the interview and uh, guys meet Greg Smith? Hope you enjoy it. Hello, this is Igoro. Host of the Agoro Show. And you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, 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 shut. Uh, welcome to the show, to the Steve and Crypto Show. Gotta throw that in there because that's kind of important, I guess. And we're gonna talk with a good friend, Greg Smith. He's a writer of the Junior Braves of the Apocalypse graphic novel series and the brand new Starlight comic, which they just ran a Kickstarter for the first book. And you're about to start one for the second. Tell me about it. When are we getting the second book? Ah, second book 
Well, uh, we are planning on dropping this Kickstarter at the end of the month, uh, which is coming up real quick. Uh, so in August, uh, we'll be we'll be launching this. So it's just a matter of when Kickstarter gives us that that magic date. But uh, right now, we're finalizing everything, and uh, Travis and I, are, uh, Travis Webb, uh, the other co-writer, are finalizing all that all that Kickstarter business and. Uh, uh, Brett Wadelli has finished up all of the, uh, he's finished doing the finishing touches on all the art stuff uh, for book number two. So we're getting, getting all that stuff taken care of. So uh, we're just moving right along and uh, hope that as soon as we run the Kickstarter and that's completed and finished, it'll be boom, boom uh, books out again. And then we can, we can start this whole entire cycle once again, one more time. So um, with the Kickstarter, you guys yeah. blew way past your, your goal with the first book. Yeah. Right. It was, I was surprised. Um, it was one of those things where like, we, we had set the goal. Um, we didn't anticipate, obviously, our current world situation as it is uh, being um, everyone locked down, uh, COVID-19, uh, coronavirus being a, a such an impact to the comics community. Um, we were really hoping that I'd be coming back from C2E2 uh, in Chicago and we would be launching the Kickstarter the week after and bringing that to Emerald City with us when we went and be running that concurrently with that weekend and bringing people in and talking it up and, and having a great time at the convention and uh, all things were shifted sideways uh, all within that two week period, you know, I get back from C2E2 and um, it seems like everything kind of went on pause and it's been on pause for quite some time. All right. So, so considering you didn't have that outlet to promote with the conventions with everything being canceled. So you feel, you guys feel pretty good about yeah, I mean, like it was, it was, it was interesting because we had to pivot a lot because we didn't have the convention circuit. Like, where um, if you know, if you know me, you know that, uh, and you see me at conventions for Junior Braves, uh, I like to talk to people. I like to take that opportunity, and it's not generally about pitching the book itself. It's just to really just find out what people like and see if it's the right fit for them. And if it's not right, the right fit for them, I'm not gonna like try to sell them on something they don't want, you know. Uh, but, and same with Travis too, you know, we just like to really engage people and, and have, have conversations. And we were really hoping to be able to have that. And we realized we're not going to be able to do that because we're not at conventions, but how do we, how can we do that? And uh, we realized, well, I guess there's all these streaming services available out there. So uh, we took advantage of Facebook live streams, Twitch channels, people taking us into their, uh, onto their switch channels and uh, doing lunch hours uh, with other creators and uh, watching, doing, doing art nights and stuff like that with other creators where they're drawing and live streaming that on Twitch and playing video games with folks and watching movies and other things. And, and at some point, yeah, we got a little nuts. Travis and I took some challenges, people threw the gauntlet down and uh, uh, maybe some heads were shaved, maybe, somebody put a bounty on my eyebrows and, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that, um, definitely, I think once people start to realize that we are doing this for, for multiple reasons, one, we have a 
we have a book series that we want to do and we really enjoy this book series. We enjoy working on it, writing it, but we also realized that because the comic book circuit, the convention circuit was going to be put on pause and we were on hold and holding pattern. Uh, yeah. That diminished our ability to get reach out there to talk to people. But the person that had hurt the most of the team was Brett, our artist. Uh, comic conventions are a major portion of how he gets an income. Uh, he's able to network, uh, talk to people, bring them in as, as fans of his and, do all sorts of great stuff with them to do commissions uh, and set up other things for, you know, moving forward uh, and then meetings and other things like that with other creators so that he can work on other projects. And he was unable to do that from C2E2 on. Right. And uh, we realized that was going to take a lot of, a lot of uh, money out of his pocket moving forward. So how are we going to keep our friend afloat? well, we better really hustle and make this comic book happen. So Travis and I, we, we shifted also, we pivoted again and we realized, you know, like right off the bat, like this wasn't going to be something that we just, all we cared about was make the book. We didn't care about making any monetary uh, thing for us, for Travis or myself. It was all going to make sure that Brett got taken care of, um, you know, first and foremost. So, you know, we had to, we, we sat down and had a, had a conversation about that and we we're like, okay, we can do this, this, and this to make sure the book gets done. We can make sure this, this, and this gets done to take care of Brett. And that's all we need to do. And then moving forward, you know, same kind of thing. Uh, and, you know, we, we wrote out a, a, a multi, multi book series. So with the intent of keeping people engaged and, and excited about it and hopefully, uh, It'll keep going in that in that vein, but also keep uh, Brett's pockets full, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, help hopefully sustain some of that uh, that excitement and interest, as as opposed to him being out at shows and other things like that, so that you can get that excitement or um, get people to come in and check him out on his on his other pages, so that you can do some commissions and other things like that as well. Right. Just you mentioned the challenges like the the eyebrows oh, yeah. disappearing and stuff. Yeah. Are we gonna are we gonna get any of that for the Oh Yeah, dude. Um so like this time around, obviously like I'll uh you can't like I don't know if you're using video like I don't know if you're our chat and stuff like that, but for your uh for your listeners and, and whatnot. Um my hair is growing back. Um my grandma's excited. Uh, for those who don't know, my grandma lives with us, she's eighty eight and uh um, actually, yeah, she's, she's creeping up on years, but she, uh, she was happy that my hair is growing back. She likes it a little bit longer. And, uh, with the, with the new book coming out, uh, um, well, the challenge could be thrown out that I could lose my hair again. Uh, Travis's hair is growing back out as well. And, uh, my eyebrows are back, which was nice because I looked kind of funny without them. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, um, I, it elicited a lot of stares when I went out to the market occasionally. So, um, yeah, definitely you'll see more challenges such as that. And then other, other things I'm sure will, will happen. I might even do some food challenges. Um, I did some food challenges in the past at conventions, uh, during panels, uh, last summer I ate, I tried to eat a, 
a two pound summer sausage in a hour long panel uh, during a vegan intermission in which I did a panel with a vegan artist. I know it sounds really ridiculous, but it was a conversation that she and I had and uh, she would eat the same amount of, of vegetable matter while we were, while we were doing the panel and talk to a bunch of people about, you know, foodstuffs and other things. And uh, I was vegetarian for a while in my life and I figured it would be interesting to have, have a conversation with people. And I was, it was, it happened in Wisconsin or not Wisconsin, uh, uh, um, uh, Omaha, Nebraska of all places. So I didn't, I figured like the uh, amount of mediators and stuff like that would be like, you know, Oh, Hey, no big deal. Vegans came out in storm and I got some dirty looks. Yeah. <laughs> but the important question is, did you finish the sausage? Oh, dude, I got three quarters of the way done. And, uh, I mean, it was a big summer sausage. It was like, it was huge. And I mean, like I was left with a nub, but yeah, no, it, it got, I got to a point where I was powering through it and I was feeling pretty good. But in the end, man, summer sausage won. I was defeated. I got the meat sweats. I was sweating from the inside out. And, uh, at one point I was walking through and I, I had bought a bunch of um Oberto uh meat sticks and other things like that to give away as like things and the last thing I wanted to even see on the plane was meat products so I was just throwing them through the convention as I was walking back to my I was like here take it take it get it take it have it I don't want it I was I was done and yeah so is that is that when you went vegetarian no no, it's a I'm, different time. I'm, no, no, yeah, was, that was that was that was when I was young. You were just like, I don't ever want to eat meat again. Oh no, I, I just couldn't. I, I I couldn't eat the summer sausage for for a while. But uh, I'm thinking, you know, I might I might try something. Um, who knows? Maybe the sauerkraut challenge. I might try to eat two pounds of sauerkraut. That might. <laughs> oh, that sounds I, worse than the sausage. I, I know, right? But I like I like these weird things, right? So two pounds of sauerkraut might be there. I might try to eat a whole a whole cauliflower in a sitting. It's possible. You're looking yep. at me. I I mean, and then maybe I might try. I'll, I'll do those things, and then I might try the summer sausage again. Just put it together and just make a smoothie. Drink the oh, smoothie. Well. I okay, so I'm not sure if you saw, but uh, I've been making these monkey meat sandwiches. Oh, they're they're awesome, and I don't know if you know what monkey meat is, but explain it. Monkey meat. Now, this is a this is a a childhood favorite of my wife's and my 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 wife's. Anne grew up eating these uh, sandwiches, although they didn't call it monkey meat; they called it it was uh, it's like a bologna paste sandwich. Uh, her grandmother would run bologna chubs through a hand grinder and just grind down these chubs of bologna and then put it into a big mixing bowl and then regrind it again so if you just like smooth just like a big old smooth bowl of bologna just just smooth in texture just imagine all this bologna meat just smooth and then throw in a couple of tablespoons of mayonnaise and relish and then just whip that bad boy up so Imagine like an ambrosia, if you will, like an ambrosia salad or one of those like fluffy, uh, whipped, like creamy, buttery salads that you get, uh, like, you know, 
one of those jelloey things, but with meat in it, and you put it on a sandwich. So I think um, you've probably just turned my four listeners into vegetarians. Uh, you know, but it's honestly delicious, and uh, and it's one of those things. Like I, I went back to I went back to the Midwest, uh, went back to Wisconsin with her uh, when we first started dating, and uh, while her grandmother was still alive. And her grandmother made this dish and I ate it one time and I was like, this is actually really good. And uh, I, I've been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And I've got a lot of time on our hands right now. So I bust out the grinder. I go to the store and I buy a couple of chubs of bologna. I get the mayonnaise. I get the relish and I whip it up. I grind it out and I smooth grind it out. And I grind it again. Man, I four times grinded it. And I, I have a video I, I put on my TikTok channel of me grinding the meat. And people were like, what the, f-? you know, because it's, it, I mean, it's just dumb looking, right? I mean, it's yeah. like, it's, it's meat going through a grinder, but I'm just okay. grinding it out, grinding it out, grinding it out. It's the only time I ever used a KitchenAid, I think. Like, got this thing for a wedding, and we've been married for like 12 years now. <laughs> Finally got that opportunity to use the big fancy well, piece of equipment she she uses it let me I'll, I'll clarify she bakes and she uses it i don't touch it that much because i'm afraid of it i'm afraid it'll like you know like grab my hand uh, it's like shop class right they always tell you like don't wear gloves when you're cutting wood or whatever because it'll grab your thumb and then like you know rip it off and then you're like thumbless joe the guy that teaches the class and you're like oh you think i'm joking but our shop teacher thumbless joe <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me of that that South Park episode in the shop class. Remember that one? We're like, stop screwing around. Yeah. But um, let's yeah. let's let's uh let's talk yeah. about the comics some more. Oh yeah, yeah. That baloney that stuff, kind of. I'm, veg- I'm vegetarian, so it's like it sounds terrible to me. But, Are you really? Yeah. Um, oh man. But uh, yeah, so the comic. Um, not everybody is that opportunity to read it. it. Okay, not everybody knows about it. What's it about? So Starlight is about uh, a brother and sister, and uh, like most most brother and sisters, they they're they're complete opposites. They're going through life. They're teenagers. They're uh, living here in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, but they're they're dealing with some different things, right? So. Um, we meet them in book number one and uh, I'm not going to give too, too much away, but enough. Uh, we meet them and they, they basically like they're going through, like I said, their brother, sister stuff, but uh, they've got some, they got some stuff that's a, a little different about them because along comes this guy that's knocking on their door and wants to talk to them. And why, why does this guy want to talk to him? Cause he's a reporter and uh, he thinks he's got a hot story about this brother and sister that he thinks that they might be these superheroes that have been out of the light for a while. So are they the superheroes that are hiding out in the Pacific Northwest? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Gotta read. So, so hey, can people still find if you um, want? Actually, well, uh, that's the upside. It's like with the with Kickstarter uh, with the Kickstarter for number two, we're we're doing a thing where you can actually get book one and book two uh, as a tier. So if you missed out, um, you can get both. So um, right now, currently, we are we I think we have we printed we did the run for the print the print run, 
And uh, I have Travis is said we're out currently of books. So, which surprised me because we, we fulfilled all our Kickstarters and, uh, and all of a sudden we had a couple places uh, reach out. We had a couple of comic book shops um, and other orders, retailers and stuff like that want to hold the books. So it was kind of crazy. <laughs> so um, how far are you guys hoping to take this book? How long is the series uh, going to run? Like how? So let's see. We have, um, I want to say we have about several issues uh, already written for the book series. So a complete story arc for for one complete uh, seven issue run. All right. So uh, it's something that Travis and I have been working on for roughly about two years in the writing uh, stages of it. Um, it to give your your listeners a little background, uh, Brett and Travis had gone to Burning Man uh, a few years back, and Brett was like, "Gosh, I really want to do a a book with you know, like you know, I want to do this this book idea that you you had, um, and if it would, you had ravers that were you know that had these kind of like powers you know or something like that, and." And that's kind of where the genesis of this is because one of the characters is a raver and they're powered. Right. So oh is- God, I gave some stuff away. Oh, spoiler. Uh, now, spoiler. People, now people have to buy it. Now they have to buy it. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> if, if you like, if you're, it, it's also like with the, uh, with book one, when we put it out, we we had, um, uh, uh, Ian K put out a track for it. So, uh, released a track along with the book. So it had a soundtrack uh, a couple of mixes were put out to go along with the book as well from other DJs. Uh, so that was pretty cool um, to, to have uh, the, the actual rave community come together to, to help push uh, a book that is very much influenced, obviously. Uh, if you look at the cover um, and you've seen the, the new cover, uh, the two new covers uh, for book number two, um, we've got the... Uh, the drive-in cover where the uh, you, you've got the brother and sister sitting on top of the car. And uh, then you've got uh, the, the rave cover. So it's, uh, and that's by our, our guest artist, Jenna, who's come to us from Boom Studios. So if you have anybody that likes uh, the uh, um, gum, uh, Adventures of Gumball or Adventure Time or Steven's Universe, uh, any of those, those fine products and books, uh, or uh, um, I want to say Lumberjanes uh, and uh, the Lumberjanes Gotham City crossover. Uh, she worked on all those things. So I didn't, I didn't even know Lumberjanes did a crossover with. Things. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I read uh, I read a couple of issues of Lumberjanes. It's a pretty cool book. Yeah, so she's um, yeah she's she's one of their uh, she's a, a line artist and cover artist and stuff like that for uh, a few of the of books that um that they have in their in their awesome catalog of of young adult and teen books but uh this was a a, a cool partnering she's um a, a friend of mine and uh travis's that has come over and said hey do this thing with you guys and it's like awesome <laughs> very cool yeah so that's starlight it's the name of the comic and starlight we're getting comic. starlight comic and we're getting the Kickstarter 
for book two in August, hopefully. Yes. That's the plan. That is the plan. You'll find out more stuff on Starlight uh, at Starlight Comic on Twitter and Starlight Comic on Instagram. And then you can follow us on Starlight at Facebook and get all of the details. So what about um some other projects that you're known for? Oh, hey. So uh, thanks for asking. We got uh, Junior Braves, uh, the Apocalypse books. Uh, that's the... Uh, that's where most people might know me from. Uh, classic kids fighting zombies. Um, uh, Mike Tanner and Zach Lehner and myself have been working on that book series for, gosh, it has actually literally been like uh, almost a decade now. It's kind of weird. Uh, we we actually just put a role-playing game out for the book series this, uh, this summer. We, we're, we're supposed to be at San Diego Comic-Con this week <laughs> and, uh, and pushing that and, 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 talking it up and showing it off between that and Gen Con. But uh, as I said, you know, a lot of shows have been canceled, paused and other things like that. So um, we are, we're doing it from our, the comfort of our own homes and hopefully we're going to get a campaign going uh, with Grimmel Legions, the awesome designer of the book. So he was the designer who we worked with. Uh, he took a look, he's a friend of mine, it's kind of a weird, like uh, weird little family that we've, we've created uh, team junior Braves. Um, so Zach, Mike and I created the book series and work on that together. And then uh, a friend of mine who I play RPGs with, um, I've played RPGs with for, for a while and uh, hung out with uh, down in the Portland area. Uh, he had was like a, a fan of the junior Braves books, but was like, dude, you need an RPG for this book. And we talked about it, talked about it. And I was like, I just don't know how, how it come about, come, you know, like it's just, it's one of those things. And we kicked it around, kicked it around. And then all of a sudden, um, fast forward like nine years or like eight years. And he's like sitting there at, at his day job and his boss comes in and is like, here's a stack of books. Um, take a look at them and tell me which one you want to work on. And he was like, I know this book. Uh, yeah what do you want to do with it and he's like what because he he's like i have a whole like list of things that we've already worked out for this and so they kind of like worked through a bunch of stuff and um grim legions worked with uh worked with his boss at renegade games and they came up with a bunch of different ideas of how to go about it and uh they found that reskinning the kids on bikes rpg uh, which it had a great success rate because it's a, a very easy access, low barrier uh, game for people who want to play tabletop RPGs but haven't before. Uh, they can jump into it, play a scenario, and uh, roll out a character with a lot of ease. And it's it's just a, a super fun way to get people into something uh, and play like uh, a game that's kind of like playing an episode of Stranger Things, if you will. Uh, that's kind of what kids on bikes is like. And they, they were like, well, this kind of format would be great if you took that format and put it under this book and, you know, and put it in a zombie apocalypse. So they took our characters or, or character models and uh, our situation and put it on top of this, this gameplay. And uh, lo and behold, uh, we've become part of the kids on bikes 
franchise. So Junior Braves the Apocalypse, uh, Kids on Bikes teamed up essentially uh, with with Gremlin Legion's Renegade Games and put out this this awesome game, which it looks so pretty. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but um, with with out the conventions and stuff to get out there and show it off and talk about it. Are you guys still getting pretty good feedback or is it getting out there? People buying it? Uh, yeah, it's um, so last week was uh, free RPG day, which for, for folks that don't know, it's kind of like free comic book day, but for role-playing games. So role-playing game stores will give away RPGs, uh, uh, a sample booklet or whatnot or a sample game and junior Braves of the apocalypse role playing game was chosen as one of those games that they would make a game for and give away as an RPG uh, for a free RPG day. So it's kind of cool because uh, five years ago we were on free comic book day. We were a comic book that was given away and now we're a free RPG day book. So it's kind of cool, but they're giving that away and now people are wanting to go out and buy the actual book to play because they're like, Oh, this is a really cool quick start guide. I, I really like playing a little bit of this and, and, and playing it. How do I play more of it? What, how do I get more of it? Um, so I think that the game will actually help with pushing the sales of the book series as well um, and uh, get people interested in books one and two. And then during that time frame, give Zach some time to be able to finish up book three that he's working on right now. And, so there is a book three coming. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Book three is coming out. I know you're you're waiting with bated breath. Where is book three? You've got all these questions. Yeah. What's going on? The city of Kent throws out a a, a, a meme last night where it's like uh, uh, a picture of Mount Rainier and it says the season finale of 2020. And I, <laughs> I respond back from the Junior Braves Twitter account. Stop giving away spoilers for our book series. Not that that's going to happen, people. Not that that's going to happen. But (laughs) it is funny and ironic that uh, Mike and I are like kind of comics, comics, or Nostra Comics, uh, if you will. Uh, We've kind of, if you take a look at some of everything that we've talked about in books one and two, and as we're moving into book three, uh, unreleased. Uh, but what Zach is drawing out right now, a lot of things really fit everything that's going down in 2020. Uh, and it's so weird to, to have people pull panels, take pictures of it, and then um, put it up against actual news images or, or stories and shoot it over to me in a DM or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. Um, the... Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's there's so many things. Like Mike and I are thinking we might need to do like a um, a breakfast or something like that and talk to people and have people ask us questions like, how did you guys know? We didn't know, man. We just, you know, just nerdy dudes that like apocalypse stuff, but also, you know, we're hip to reality. And well, this is, it's kind of Coincidence, weird. right? Strange coincidence. I don't know, man. <laughs> so maybe maybe book four you could write a real happy ending and i hope man everybody's rich at the end and we're all retired and well the sad part about it is i mean in book two we start to see how things kind of go sideways and in book three ooh, you just wait it goes hella sideways i'm just saying and that's not spoiling anything 
if you read book number two, you already know. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Book four and five, I think they're going to, yeah, when you get to those later books, it's going to be something, uh, it's going to be something different. <laughs> so these but, are all already being planned out then. So that's, yeah, that's good. But see. but with the current with the current the current timeline the current state of affairs that we're going through we might have to change some things because gosh darn it <laughs> gosh darn it <laughs> we we even talk about bees and stuff like that in book one murder hornets what <laughs> I know right man I don't know maybe maybe I should should uh stay away from your, uh, your yeah crazy. Stay- you stay away from all my creative things because yeah. if, it, if it's my book, if it's any of my book series, something <laughs> weird is going to happen in the future of the current timeline. If it's, if it's in a podcast or something like that, all my podcast co-hosts, they've all been sick because I do three podcasts and they're all sick. So, so this is all, it all traces back to you. Oh my God. I'm the it one. Really does. It's a freaking it's butterfly effect. I'm Ashton <laughs> Kutcher, everyone. Thanks so much for showing up. Y'all have been punked. I, I feel like crap. Thanks so much. <laughs> but uh, speaking of all the crazy times, what uh, yeah. are you? How are you guys keeping busy? How are you and Anne keeping busy during? Anne is his oh. wife, by the way. She's an amazing person who has one of the coolest nerdy retro shops in Washington, in the country, uh, <laughs> the Retro Emporium in Kent, Washington. So if you're ever in Washington, come and visit the Emporium and get some like garbage bale kid cards and stuff all that cool stuff and uh they're always adding video always. games and yeah. toys and they have you guys carry movies and yeah. records now and local artists have all their yeah. wares there the place it's, is amazing it's one of those things where like people will come in that um one that have never come in before and you can you can literally see the cogs moving behind their eyes like they don't know what they just walked into because when you walk in that first that first the entryway uh is very deceiving it looks like you just walked into your your parents old living room or your grandma's living room uh from your childhood and you walk in and you're like okay what did i just walk into and then you walk past that and you're like holy crap i don't have enough time I just get, I, I, I was just going to come in here for five minutes and this place is like, I got, you know, and this is not me saying this as somebody who like owns and works at the shop, but you know, like my wife has created a, a, a space for people to like, just, if you don't mind me saying, lose their shit each and every time. And, and they, and they do it and then they'll come back. And they'll do it again because you ask how do how do we how do we make ourselves busy? Uh, I think in the times uh, my my day job has kept me uh, giving me like a furlough schedule, so I'll take like I'll be on my day job and work for like you know a couple of weeks and then be off for a week. And that off week, man, I'm there working like like I was still like working, and I'm like moving things around building stuff like you know we're redoing an area and doing a full swap over of things and it's it's insanity but it's good insanity right it's keeping us busy it's keeping the store fresh and people come in and they're like oh my gosh 
when did you get this? And yeah, I mean, like we're just constantly, constantly redoing things. Like last week uh, or last month, she won a, a like a window display challenge for our downtown area. They threw it out there. They threw the gauntlet down. There's like the best window. We're looking for the best window display. You know, who's got the best window display? And she was like, she like, she cute. She like, she, she brought in that, that inner Jonathan or Hollywood for mannequin. And I was definitely the dummy. Right. So like, you know, <laughs> I, I just look pretty. Uh, so I just moved things around for her and she, she, she made up this window and, um, it, you know, got the votes at one and uh she keeps every time she changes it up it's what people are like oh my gosh oh my gosh like they they just don't know what to do but uh we got the okay to make some other big renovations so who knows what the future will hold in the back room uh right now we have a uh, a mock video store at where our arcade used to be uh kind of covid kind of took out the arcade and the gameplay area but uh we've got this uh this really cool retro uh, video source. So if you're if you're jonesing for your your Hollywood video, your blockbuster vibes, uh, we've got that going on back there for you. As I used to work at a uh, Hollywood Game Crazy and a uh, video update, so um, it's very authentic. <laughs> nice. Down to the racks. <laughs> Down to the racks. That's cool. Yes. Man. Like I, well, I went to the shop literally uh, a year. Just around a year ago, I was actually yeah. on Facebook earlier, and you know, like the Facebook memories pop up, and there was a picture of <laughs> SteveStrout.com visited the Retro Emporium, and it was pretty cool. So that's still up on there. So if you guys want to see the shop, it's oh, a yeah. year ago, and it's evolved quite a bit since then. But you can still kind of get an idea of what's going on there. It's a really cool place. If if you go check out the Etsy page or the, the the Facebook page or the Instagram page or hit up our Twitter uh, or even go to the Etsy page and stuff like that, you'll you'll see all the cool things. If you see something in a picture or a video that I do uh, for for Twitter, TikTok, or or if you see pictures that Ann does for uh, any of her Instagram stuff, and you're into it and that's your jam, and you're like, I can't get to the shop because of whatever, you know, I live too far away. COVID's got me locked down, but I really want that thing before somebody else snatches it up. Send us a message. We will ship it. We'll pack it. We'll ship it. We'll send it. Yes. You know, I've, I've actually uh, purchased stuff from Ann oh, yeah. a couple times, and yeah. she she packs everything well. She ships fast, like really fast. Like I just hit enter and send on my PayPal account and then, you got a knock on my door, like delivery from Ann. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, she, it's, it's crazy. She, I, I, I wish like, um, I'm pretty sure like we're held up to like NDAs or something like that. Or like, we can't say like we sent to certain people, but we've had, um, some cool, cool folks reach out who have found us online and, uh, uh from all sorts of, films and other things <laughs> it's kind of like what i'm sending this to where <laughs> to who? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, i'm like looking at the packages and i'm like bringing them to the post office because that's one of my jobs that she actually trusts me with i'm the guy that delivers the mail like a post person <laughs> to the post office and uh, i'm like oh okay going to this studio why is it going to the studio what are they going to do with it 
<laughs> so it's kind of interesting to to wonder where some of these things might end up or where you know <laughs> so bought it for what <laughs> so it sounds yeah. like you guys managed to, to hang in there through covid you guys are open now yeah uh if it wasn't for if it wasn't for all the all the people who we've met at shows and conventions in the last like 12 years um while she's been doing this and and the people who who have shopped online and stuff like that uh during during the lockdowns uh we would have probably like been like every other shop um that sells pop culture stuff or comics and stuff like that and have been skating on thin ice and even after reopening poof i mean it was it was definitely like uh, you know cross your fingers get your teeth kind of moments of you know will we make a day will we zero on a till is it you know will it will it make a day I mean it's not like we're a corporate store or anything like that but it's like are we is is making a day enough to do we make enough money to actually pay to have the lights on literally was it even worth being here that kind of thing like you know. And, and, and we're talking like, do we make $10? And that's crazy to think that way. But I mean, that's, that's, you know, would it have been, and, and we were at a point at some, at some points where it's like, it's just easier. It's, it makes more sense to not, not be there during a lot of the um, hours that we see other people in their stores, but we changed our hours a bit, but it's been, been beneficial. It's been great because the people know they got to come during the times that we're open and we'll do whatever they want for them. I.e. like show them all the cool stuff or find the cool stuff for them and bring it into the store. Yeah. You guys did today. <laughs> so that, that, uh, you and Ann, you talk about you know, all the followers and stuff from conventions, all the people you met over the years. Like you guys really leave like a lasting impression. Like you guys are just good genuine fun people it's like it's like really I, I didn't know you you know we just met like randomly <laughs> no like, dude <laughs> are you gonna tell the people are we, we gonna tell the story okay so Greg <laughs> was doing a signing of Junior Braves at a local bookstore and I'm, I think we followed each other on Twitter or something already because yeah. we were both, you know, everybody knows each other on this scene here in the Northwest at Comic-Con mm -hmm. and everything. So, um, so I got an email from Greg saying I'm doing a signing at, at a so-and-so bookstore and he's trying to stop by. And here's, you know, he sent me links to the book and everything. So I hadn't read it at that point. And, so I checked it out and and I was like, yeah, I'll try to come check it out. And he's like, cool. He re replied and and he left a PS in the reply. And it was, I love your con poop pictures. <laughs> so <laughs> it is somehow uh, like, I don't know why. I Sometimes I share a little too much. <laughs> I don't do that as much anymore. I grew up a little bit very like, very very little bit but i just used to a, uh, just a when, when i was doing all the conventions and covering them for the site i uh i had this thing where i would take a selfie using the restroom and you know 
hashtag con poop selfie and it <laughs> like I, I somehow I it got me some followers. People were into it. Like it's weird. Like my the, my, my people. First, those are my people, the, the poop folks, you know. I think one of the first one of the first pictures I saw that you posted was that and my buddy Nick was like, dude, have you seen this guy's post? He posts poop pictures all the time. <laughs> so uh you sold me i was sold at that point i was like ah follower right there nice that's anyone that's willing to to share themselves at their most vulnerable you know that that is that's kind of how i looked at it it's like my most vulnerable like you said it's it's me yeah like all of me i mean the pictures weren't like waist down no 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 no. not not actual pictures of the product it was just my my smiling <laughs> face with maybe a thumbs up. <laughs> Always a no thumbs product. up. Always a no thumbs product. Up. Oh man, <laughs> I'm glad there's that's, that's how we we uh, connected. Although, I mean, if you were to make pictures of the product, I'm pretty sure there would be a, a fo page for you where you could probably make a ton of money, dude. Uh, see, I don't. That's not my my. I'm uh, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll pass on that. Uh, yeah, literally. Um, well, yeah, you man. Your, um, you'd have to change your name and everything too. Yeah, it's you can Strout. Strout. Not Strout. <laughs> Speaking of Anne, she thought my last name was Strout, but it's Strout. It's T R O U T. You'd have to. Yeah, you go the, by your fish, alter ego. The fish with an S at the beginning. Go alter ego. Alter ego. Stroot. Stroot the poop selfie guy. <laughs> I'm the poop selfie stroot. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, it's interesting. So you know how how many other people out here have bonded with another adult over poop? <laughs> over poop. I want I want people to, to tweet at me and I want to know who else is bonded over poop. Tell Steve your poop stories. I want, I want to hear, you know, I want to hear your poop stories. I don't want to see your poop. No. Don't want to see no product. Poop. No product, no product. I just want to hear the stories. He wants to. He wants to see your soul in your stories, not not your stool. Your soul, not your stool. That should be like a a mug. <laughs> a mug your idea. Your soul, not your stool. Your soul, not your stool. Yes. Yes. But um, so uh, run down all the places on social media we could find the comic. We could find you. Okay, let's see. So uh, you can find uh, Starlight Comic at starlightcomic.com. You can find it at Starlight Comic uh, or at Starlight Comic on Twitter, Instagram at Starlight Comic on Facebook. Find it uh, once once we get our Kickstarter page up, then we'll blast all those social media feeds uh, with Starlight Comic Kickstarter information. Uh, you can find also um, more uh, Junior Braves stuff at Junior Braves 65 on Facebook. Uh, 65 for those who are not in the know is the, uh, the tribe number. The tribe is like a troop and uh, the Junior Braves are kind of like scouts. Uh, so uh, they, uh, so Junior Braves 65 on Twitter as well and on Instagram. You can find all our books um, for Junior Braves at most of your local retailers. Uh, if you have a local comic shop that you like, uh, just hit them up and say, look for Junior Braves from Only Press and 
that you can they can order it in or you can find it at other other bookstores or the Amazon uh, near you or your phone. <laughs> uh, and if you like if you like listening to this uh, voice just for for podcasts and you'll want to hear more podcasts, uh, you can find me um, the the co-writer for uh, for Starlight Travis Webb and I do a Kickstarter I do a Kickstarter. Oh, Kickstarter is in my brain, dude. We do a podcast called Narrative Gunslingers, where we talk to guests about stories that got them into, into creating and what it was that they, they liked about that. So if you want to hear more about that and more about the creative process uh, from two writers and different creators from all walks of life and all different kind of creative scopes. Cause we talk to writers, we talk to producers, we talk to musicians, we talk to artists. Uh, so all different types of people, uh, narrative gunslingers is a podcast for you. I do another podcast called comic or funny book forensics. I do that with my friend Dan Shabbat and we do a, uh, um, kind of just a, a chop up comic books. Like we used to when we were in high school, um, we sit down and just kind of run through the old backlog of all of our old long box books that we used to read and, uh, look at them through a different scope, I guess, if you will. Um, we're a little older now and, uh, does it hold up? Do we like the story? Uh, what do we like about the story? What do we like about the art? Cause you know, what we liked might be different now that we know a little bit more about stuff as a writer, I have a different, um, a different take on things. And then as a, as a historian, uh, Dan has a different take on things. Uh, and he'll, he'll definitely not pull any punches when he talks about it. And then, um, if you like horror stuff then you can find nurse from the crypt, which is the other, the, the podcast, which I do with, uh, Solomon Perez and David Mayer, the, the intern of gold, the golden intern, the best intern ever. I'd say that I, I actually paid to say that kind of stuff by his mom. His mom. <laughs> so if I, so the check, the check should be clearing. I'm pretty excited. So, I'll so if it don't clear, <laughs> I could edit that out. Yeah. You can edit it out and then, you know, I'll ask for another one, but, but we can't tell David that his mom pays me to say this nice stuff about it. Cause Fair. he's supposed to, I mean, he's supposed to believe that it's true. I'm just joking. No, he's an awesome dude, and uh, we and the three of us talk about all of our favorite uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes and uh, horror movies, horror comics, Kickstarters that are going on, horror video games, and other things. Um, I've been playing a lot of Friday the Thirteenth lately, and uh, that's super fun. So if no one's if if you haven't played that, go murder some people or run away from Jason. I mean, you know, it's, it's a give and take, you know, sometimes you're Jason, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you don't want to be Jason and you become Jason and you're like, damn it, I got to go on mute everybody that you're playing with and you got to go find them and you're like, ha I got you. And then you feel bad when you find out that it was, you know, one of your friends, not some rando in the room. You just myrtleized like I did. You could throw a car in that game. <laughs> An actual car? Well, it's not, it, you're not supposed to. There's like a weird glitch or something like that. Like, I watched somebody do it. I was like, oh crap, we're dying. <laughs> See, I've they grabbed I've, the car. <laughs> I've never played the game. So just oh, hearing man. you talk about it 
was just like one of the craziest rants ever. ever dude, heard. okay. If you haven't played it, yeah. dude, you gotta like it's it's on every. I think like they put it out, and you could probably get it on every um, current game system that's out there right now. So if you play on Xbox One, PlayStation Four, Switch, or Steam, you can you can you know whatever. Uh, whatever's your 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 gaming platform of choice you know nice. and it's hmm? i think i think i have a, a nes in the closet <laughs> oh well then you could go find the original old school friday 13th yeah. and just play that and that is still hella fun you know what's crazy is they have a um you can pick your jasons and stuff like that and one of the jasons that you can pick is the old school original friday 13th video game skin jason for oh, the, video the new game. game yeah in the new game That's so kinda- the first time I saw that, I lost my business. Like somebody, like all of a sudden, like we're all sitting around the campfire before like the thing starts and, you know, like all of a sudden the cut screen goes and everybody's sitting there and then like Jason pops out of nowhere and starts stabbing the crap out of somebody. And you're like, Oh no. And everybody runs and you look and it's like Jason for the Friday 13th, but it's like just the colors and everything like that. Not all eight bitty, but it, you know, that, 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 super bright purple and you know like bright blue and everything i'm like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> kill me jason you look so great yeah see this this enthusiasm is why i was excited to have you on here to talk ah. because it's just like it's a breath this of is, fresh air you're a breath of, of fresh air oh, well thank you thank you this is the this is also the kind of enthusiasm people get when they come into the store and they don't know what to expect because i'm like hey how's it going and they're like, oh, my God, do you work here? Because I'm not usually wearing a shirt that says that I work there. So I'm supposed to wear a shirt that says that I work there because usually it just looks like I just came off the street. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, oh, my God. So she, don't, so she don't So she don't. have to keep you trained up in the back room anymore. Yeah. And with mask on and stuff like that now, you know, everybody's like, <laughs> I don't know if I should smile or just be running backwards. Oh, no, it's a mask. That's great. Like, I uh, – you still find yourself smiling at strangers with all the mask time. On. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, I I will tell you. Like, 2020 will be my um, like. I, I'm having a tough time struggling with this. Like, you know, um, smiling at people just genuinely. It's just me. I, I I genuinely smile at people. I talk to people. Like, hey, how's it going? How's your day? I I you know I I, I make small talk with people. Uh, when I'm at the store or whatever like that, like if I'm at the store or if I'm even out at a store, you know, I see somebody walking out and, you know, hey, hello, I'm, I'm the chatty person, whatever. I don't know just how I am. Or I'll hold the door for somebody. I forget sometimes you can't do that anymore because people think you're trying to murder them to death because you held the door. And I'm like, I'm, I'm on the other side of the glass. Everything that I might have, you cannot get because there's a giant piece of glass between us you cannot this there's a barrier this is like on tv when they show the big barrier between all the people like you know the safety glass that's that's this is what the door is for us but and you are now telling me that i need to move because you will not come to the door and this is what i have to learn to not do anymore is hold the door you know what you keep you keep being you and you're gonna make being nice cool again oh darn it remember when being nice was cool yeah, I'm bringing back being nice. Bringing back being nice. I'm going to hold the door and wave at people and smile underneath my mask, and people are going to think I'm... Yeah, just, just draw a, a smile on your mask. 
<laughs> just, just point at it when you need people to know you're smiling. So like the Joker smile. Yeah. It's not as creepy. But <laughs> yeah, man. Um, thanks for hanging out. Thanks uh, for chatting. Dude, thanks for having me. This, this took us a while to get it to happen, but you know, I, COVID stuff and life. And COVID life. Yeah. COVID life. What's all that, up? All that bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. Keep being nice. And I'll, uh, I'll drop all the, uh, I'll round up all your links to all the stuff. Make sure everybody sees it when we share this and post it. And You're a, I'm doing a happy dance right now because I'm, I'm actually. I'm, learning, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. You're inspiring me to be nice. Steve, you've always been nice. I've never not had a nice moment with you. Well, if you were in the stall with me when I took my selfies, oh. it wouldn't be so nice. It was rowdy. It wouldn't be so nice. Oh, and, no. Yeah. Well, why would I be in the why would I be in the stall with you? I'm just saying. You say I'm always nice. I'm just giving you an example when I'm not nice. And if I was in the stall with you, you'd be like, "Get out of the stall!" Get out of here! And I'm like, "But I got a party hat." Party? <laughs> okay. You wear a party <laughs> hat. You wear a party hat to the stall. You can get in the selfie with me. Yay! No, no. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's, well, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's end it on that. <laughs> But I brought a pinata. it gets too weird. But <laughs> I, say, I brought a pinata. <laughs> That's like not weird. <laughs> yeah, no. But, <laughs> you could edit that. <laughs> yeah. No, we're gonna, leave, we're gonna leave the pinata in. Cut. To <laughs> show he's not only nice, he's very cultured. Bringing pinatas to the to the poop selfie party. But and what's fishing. inside of it? Fish pudding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up now. Thanks again for coming on, and uh, I'll probably have nightmares about <laughs> Greg in a party hat with a pudding-filled pinata next time I'm pooping. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank I appreciate you. Thanks to Greg Smith for hanging out with us here on the Steven Crypto Show. And thank you guys for listening. And a big special shout out to Crypto's little guy for the monster growls and zombie snarls in the background while we were recording. It was kind of fitting on this episode, I must say. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys. Check out Greg Smith on all of his social media outlets. And be sure to keep checking back at thestevestrout.com for updates on this show. and. A lot more. Thanks, guys.